0: You're listening to Stand Tall and Own It, the podcast for high-performing female leaders who are ready to make an impact by discovering the safety that comes from understanding their own value and exercising their own authority. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, and I'm here to tell you, it is time to just truly be you, my strong friend. It's time to stand tall and own it. Welcome to Stand Tall and Own It. I am your host, Andrea Johnson, and it is January one. 2024. Happy New Year, my friend. I am excited to be here. As I shared on my last episode, there are lots of big, good changes coming down the road in my business, in my family. I hope there are some good things on the horizon for you as well. And I wanted to give you an episode today that will kind of set the stage, not just for what we're going to talk about here, but maybe for the rest of your year. I don't know if you've set goals yet, or intentions, or resolutions, maybe. But if you haven't, you're in the right place. This is not a goal setting. This is not about resolutions, but this is a really good foundational episode that I think as leaders, we need to at least have this understanding and mindset before we do all those other things. And they will it will just really make a difference. So one of the things I shared last week is that 2024 is going to be a little bit more stepping into what it really means to stand tall and own it. And I talked about how it means no more hiding. No more hiding from our opinions, no more hiding from questions, and no more hiding from hard truths. And that's a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. It's also about leading, leading, I said, leading from our wisdom, which sometimes we forget that we have. I've been talking to a lot of women my age lately, and one of the things that we kind of laugh about is we realize we've gotten to our like mid, heading into late 50s and realize I didn't... I didn't think about the fact that I have some wisdom that I can share with other people. And I want to build the courage in all of us to lead from that wisdom. I also want to teach us and talk more about leading from our kindness, giving people the benefit of the doubt, leading from service. And I think that's also a very important one. But the other thing I talked about was saying and doing the hard things, setting solid boundaries, being willing to say this is actually not okay, or this is actually really good. And this is different than what I've looked at in the past or how I've seen something in the past. So I want to tackle all of those things this year. And we're going to start off with something that is of true importance. And um, it is all about the idea of understanding perspective, understanding multiple perspectives, understanding my own perspective. And when we have a good understanding of the true importance not just of seeing but trying to understand and being curious about all perspectives especially other than my own it will make it will make all the difference in the world because if you as a leader cannot change your own perspective or cannot confront your own perspectives or get curious about your perspectives you're going to have a hard time growing And if you're not growing, you're going to have a hard time leading. And then if you can't see other people's perspectives, then you really kind of, I don't know, i tiptoeing around it and I said I wasn't going to do that. I don't think you have any business being a leader if you can't and aren't willing to see other people's perspectives. Because if you really just want people to follow along with everything that you say, that's a dictator, that's not a leader. So I, I just wanted to get that out of the way to say this is an extremely important topic and we're starting off the year strong. So why do I think it's needed other than just being able to grow personally? I think it's it's needed really bad right at this moment in the world. Everything is very polarized. If it's religion or politics or everything, it seems like the opinions that are shared, which we're not shying away from those this year, are so polar opposite, opposite so um different, and they seem to be confrontational rather than collaborative. This is one of those hard truths that we're going to look at, and I just can't Imagine a better place to start 2024 than challenging you to have an open mind. So let's actually talk about what perspective is and what it means. Of course, I go to the de- dictionary definition, and there's two main definitions, the second of which is what we're really talking about. And that, the way it reads in, I guess it's Webster's, Mary, I think merriam Webster's where I looked it up. It's a particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something, a point of view it's the way we see something it's it's really a con- consolidation of what i talk about our attitudes our beliefs and our conditioning and we'll we'll get into that a little bit and how those shape our perspectives and how we can actually challenge those things to fix our perspectives or change them you know, remold them ourselves. But the other meaning of perspective in the dictionary is all about that 2D drawing. Like you start on a piece of paper and some people are really good at drawing a 3D. I can't even draw a 3D box, y'all. I'm just no good at it. My son is in his first art class in high school and he's really learning a lot about getting that perspective aspect down, having the right aspect ratios, being able to put the shadows in the right place. And I think having that in my mind, as we talk or in your mind, as we talk about perspectives as our point of view is a really good way to remember that our point of view is not two dimensional. The way points of view works, the way it works is everybody has one and therefore it is a three dimensional or even four dimensional, depending on how you wanna look at things aspect to perspectives it's not something that just happens black or white right um and so the reality is we have a and you have a point of view on literally absolutely everything you just do you have a point of view on what food you like or what food you don't and you can say well that's a matter of taste well all of that informs your perspective on it right um I don't like certain foods. I keep trying bell peppers, y'all. They're so pretty. The red, yellow, and orange ones are so pretty, but my taste buds keep telling me that they are nothing but bitter. And I even tried them recently at a party and because it was in a salad and I'm like, I'm just gonna try it. Yeah, that's still a bell pepper. I can taste the sweet in it, but it just it just so bitter it overpowers everything. So my point of view is I don't like I don't like bell peppers but like everybody else in the world, probably not. Maybe you don't like them either, but so many people do. So we have a perspective and a point of view on everything. And they fall on kind of what I would say is a continuum of where they come from, what forms our perspectives, what informs our perspectives, and what molds them. So all the way on one end of the the spectrum, I would say are blind spots. These are things that it just we've never even been confronted with them before. We've never seen whatever this is before. And so therefore we just, or we've seen it a lot, right? It's like we either have never seen it before or we've seen it continually like a fish in water maybe. And so it's kind of a blind spot. We don't think about it. We've, we've never given it any thought. It just is there. And so that's a blind spot. And then further in towards the middle, we have like an uninformed, right? It's, I don't really know anything about this. And and I'm, This is an area where I have learned over the past several years, it is powerful to tell people, I don't know, right? People will cut you a lot of slack if you're willing to say, I don't know when it comes to them asking you for your opinion on something or for your perspective or your point of view on something. Because if you're uninformed about it, The very first thing that you should say is, "Oh, I'm uninformed. I need to learn." Right. So the blind spot is really more of a "bitches had no clue." The uninformed position on the spectrum is the "I I never really, I haven't really learned anything about it. I see it everywhere, but I just, and I'll even tell people that I just don't have enough information on this on this particular topic to have a conversation." So we can either change the topic or we can let me do some research and then I'll come back and we can have the discussion. And then, you know, then it may still be something that is hard for me to do. Then moving on down the spectrum, we also have what I would call condition and this, all of, all of the, the perspectives so far, I think still fall under conditioning. It's almost like conditioned can like encompass these first three, like blind spot, uninformed and conditioned, because in talking about our, Assumptions, beliefs, and conditioning. Conditioning is all below the surface. It may be that, like me, and I'll use myself as an example throughout this episode. It may be like me. You were raised in an evangelical community or religion or church, and so you have specific conditioned responses to certain things, um, certain things that you automatically assume are wrong, certain ideas that you automatically assume are um, negative or a what we would call a sin or Um, maybe you're even conditioned in the opposite way to think certain things are good. And so it's just important to recognize where our perspective and our point of view comes from. At the other end of the spectrum, I would call that well-informed. This is maybe a perspective or a point of view that you have received or that you have garnered through lots of study or lots of information gathering. And so you have, all, you've looked at a lot of the sides maybe, and it's a well-informed position. I'm not going to say that, please don't hear me say that a well-informed point of view is always open-minded because it's not. These are, these are still our points of view. These are still our own perspectives. And um, the the good news is you, you don't have to have a well-informed point of view or perspective on everything, but I think you need to be aware of where your perspective comes from on any given topic so that you can have open, honest, and transparent conversations with not only other people, but with yourself. And I've had one or two of those just in the last couple of days where I've had to really ask myself, why... Am I reacting this way to this? What is my perspective on it? How can I see this differently? How can I look at it from a different way? Now, the goal of talking about all of this today, it's a little bit meta, right? It's a little high level. The goal of this is to have a learning or curious mindset about whatever perspective you do have. This is not about picking out all the different perspectives, all the different points of view that you have and Stringing them up and seeing where they fall and how they are, and like shaming yourself if there's something that you want to change. It's all about just being curious because when we're curious and we have a learning mindset about it, we can do something with it if we choose. We want, if we decide we want or choose to change that, right? The very best way to know whether or not you are uninformed or you have a a, a strong perspective that is being challenged is, and I talked about this last week, is you have some kind of a reaction when, and, and every time you have a reaction to something, the goal here is to, to take that curiosity and that learner mindset and say, oh, this is my opportunity to grow, right? I'm reacting to something, um, and I want to be able to grow. So therefore I need to look at this. And it may be that you don't change what you've got. It may be that it just helps you identify it better. Last week in um, the podcast episode, when I was talking about things for 2024, I said, I was going to give you some topics and ideas that will cause you to react. That's the goal because I'm not interested in just making you feel good. I'm interested in helping you grow as a human and as a leader. So if you can't or, or you're not willing to figure out where you stand on certain things and why, then, you know, that's that's your business. <laughs> but that's what we're here for. We're here to allow you to figure out where you stand and why. So, again, this is a little bit meta, but it's I think it's very important. So, before we get into examples, and I'm going to give you all examples from my life, so nobody has to worry about anybody that I'm sharing about, is I want to share There's the biggest mistake – That I see most people make, and I've made it myself for years, and I've seen my clients make it, and I've seen my family and my friends make it, is assuming that any perspective other than your own is an opposite, right? It it, so that's one way of saying it. So it's it's the whole idea of opposite perspectives, and you know, we talk about this with somebody, well, can you see the other side? There's never just two sides. (laughs) And so I try not to say, well, there's two sides to every coin. Well, there is, but there's also that ridge around the edge with all those little thingies in it, especially if we're talking like a quarter or something, a penny is smooth, but you know, I'm talking US coinage here. But um, not just only seeing other perspectives than my own as opposite, but also only going to look for the opposite perspective right. This is a great place to start. If you want to shock your system, go for it, right? If you've had a per, if you've had a point of view or perspective or a belief that's another way to look at some of this stuff for a really long time and you want to challenge it or you want to grow, go for the opposite cuz that's going to give you a real shock, right? It's going to say it's going to help you to say, "All right, this is not the only way to look at this and there's a whole other side to things." That's a great place to start. But the other aspect of that is that there's not just one opposite. (laughs) There may be five opposites. There may be 10 opposites that are like, you don't even realize how close together or how far apart they are from yours. And so many others we dismiss just because it's different, right? We say, well, that's just a different perspective. No, it's real, so it doesn't have to be opposite to be something for you to actually um, to look at or to delve into your own viewpoint on. Um, but the other piece of that, too, is that it fuels this lack of nuance. As adults, we should be able to do nuance, right? My husband and I have talked for years about how we're enjoying watching my son grow because small children just can't do it they it's very it's a very rare child that can understand the nuance of something very few things are truly black and white hey i hope you're enjoying this episode now whether you're a longtime listener or if you've just discovered us If this episode inspires you, it would mean so much to me if you would scroll down in your Apple app, tap the five-star review, and write a simple sentence or two. No, you don't need to write an essay. Just let me know what resonates with you. When you do this, you're letting me and my team know that this is the kind of content that is valuable to you and what we can offer you in the future. It also lets other listeners know that this show is valuable and worth their time to listen. You can stand tall and own the impact you have by taking just a few seconds to leave us a review. Who knew it could be that simple? And now, back to the show. I'm sure there's, you can come up with some, um, but as adults most things are not truly black and white. So for us to assume that there's an only an opposite and that it's binary and that it's this way or that way, that's a huge mistake when you're looking at perspectives. Because going back to the drawing analogy, when you draw a box, right, it, there's, the whole point is to make it look like it's 3D. It's not flat. It's not this side or that side. So what we want to be very careful about is to make sure that we're not looking at things just as opposites and that we're willing to see the nuance in almost every topic and every point of view. So let me give you some examples of some places in the last probably, I don't know, three, no, 10 years <laughs> that I've learned. Some are big and require a you know, a lot of changes, some are small, and you're going to be like, "Eh, really, but I need you to see all the different areas. Um, But the other thing is that I want you to know that even if they were really big or really small, all of them required work. All of them required self-coaching. All of them required the ability to say, I could be wrong here. How can I see this differently? I want to be curious about what I'm doing and how I'm living and how I'm responding. And what I noticed, too, is whenever I talk about this, what always comes up is a piece of the energetic tenet of intentional optimism. And if you haven't looked at my tenets of intentional optimism, there is a link in the show notes or under this YouTube video for a download, a free download of what the six tenets are. This one falls under energetic, and it's about being life focused. And I mentioned this on an, a radio interview that I gave recently and said, you need to put that on a t-shirt. So maybe I will, maybe that will be, this will, maybe this will be my phrase. Somebody asked me recently, actually it was my coach asked me, um, a couple of days ago, what, what is your word for 2024? I said, you know, I didn't do one for 23 and I'm not sure I'm going to do one for 24. Um, but, uh, and I'm not going to commit to this, but this idea that people are more important than ideas or things. This is what it means for me to be life focused. People are more important. That means you're important you're more important and my relationship with you is more important than ideas or things. So when we have differing perspectives, the reason why I want to understand yours and I want you to understand mine and I want to be able to see 360 degrees or 3D around it all is because people are more important. Okay, with that as the backdrop, let me give you I've got eight in my notes here. so we'll see how far that goes and I may come up with something else. <laughs> But the very first one, oh, the other thing I'm going to do here is I'm going to tell you where on the spectrum from blind spot to uninformed to um conditioned and actually maybe it should be blind spot conditioned uninformed uh well informed, but either way, this is not a formal teaching point. This is just the way I kind of see it, and I'm going to share with you what I think mine are and a little bit of background. The very first one, and there are people who are listening to this who are going to go, "Oh, I'm so glad you got there, Adria." The difference, or the idea, or the idea of the entrepreneur versus employee, right? In my mind, I just could not imagine how someone would want to be an employee. This was purely a blind spot for me. I felt so strongly about it that when I started coaching, I couldn't imagine not coaching entrepreneurs. I couldn't imagine Coaching anyone to find another job. I couldn't imagine wanting to be under somebody's thumb. You know, that was all my perspective. And it was purely, that one falls purely in a blind spot because I felt so emotionally strong about it. Um, I've now come to understand and see that there are risks to both. There are risks to being the employee. There are risks to being an entrepreneur. There are pros and cons to both of them. And I have friends and family who have done both and have said you know I just like even my sister right now is like I I think I want to go back to this doing this part-time job that she has enjoyed and it really brings her a lot of fulfillment and I'm like why do you want to do that why can't you stick with your business and she's like well for starters I think I'd like to walk in the door and leave it all or walk out the door of my job and not bring it home and I said oh and, you know, that just doesn't occur to me as someone who is very entre- entrepreneurial in my n- mindset. I, I might pull out my computer and work in front of the TV if my husband wants to watch a basketball game or if we're watching a movie that I'm just not really that involved in. <laughs> so it's that first one is the entrepreneur versus entrepreneur versus employee mindset or perspective. And that was a real blind spot for me. So for me, the blind spot fixing or fixing that one for me or changing that one didn't involve as much learning as it involved almost working through my own stuff so that's a different way of looking at it it's like i had to understand that just because i felt strongly about it and when i learn my core values or when i see how they apply to that and i see somebody else's core values i can see how that's something that Informs all of our perspectives. And so for me, that's something that I've learned a lot about, and it was definitely a blind spot. So I know those of you out there listening to me um, who I've said those things to, mea culpa. Um, but I've already said that to you anyway. Okay, number two, and this is something that's going to sound benign, but it's actually not because it involves politics. It's my own county's water supply. This was an uninformed perspective. And I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I still think it's an uninformed perspective. I live in Greene County, Virginia, uh, just north of Charlottesville, and it's rural. And for probably 20 or 30 years, we've needed more water. We've needed a better reservoir in order to grow economically, to have more businesses, to have more houses built, to do any of that stuff. We need more water. And almost every time someone runs for any kind of county office, Water supply is on the docket. (laughs) What is so important about this? Well, now, and I'm still not as informed as I'd like to be, but I was so uninformed that I didn't really pay attention. And there are some times that I voted in the past. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And not that it really, you know, I mean, there's a certain amount of one vote, but one vote can matter. And I think we all have our responsibility to do that. But for me, that was very much an uninformed perspective. Number three, the, the third one that I'm going <laughs> to share here, and anybody who's been in, these, in my shoes will understand, parenthood. This was a totally uninformed perspective of mine. I had read books. I had ideas. I had seen other people do well and make mistakes. And before my son came along, 14 years into my marriage, I had a completely uninformed perspective. I shared it. I shouldn't have. And I got to tell you, There are times now when I look back, I mean, I have apologized to my sister so many times. (laughs) My niece was 14 years old when my son was adopted. So um, she went through it a lot before I did. She went through all of those things before I did. Now I see her as quite the resource because she's already done this. But this is a perspective that I just was completely uninformed on. But I thought I was well informed. Right. So these are these are things that we need to pay attention to. Um, And so. Now, I'm, as a parent, I am very careful when I share things with other parents because every parenting situation is different. So those of you who don't have children, just be aware. Sometimes the opinion is not always welcome. However, those of us who are parents, remember, those who aren't parents have a perspective on our situations that we don't have. So everybody needs to listen, right? <laughs> Number four of my notes here is the LGBTQ plus community situation issues um, this was an also an uninformed and conditioned situation and perspective for me like I said I came out of uh, evangelical um, religion and I'm still I'm still a Christian there is no question there um, but that was the perspective that was informing everything for me that was the viewpoint that was that um, was conditioned in the sense that I knew certain things. I thought I knew certain things. I thought I understood certain aspects. And I really didn't. And I have been so blessed to have people in my life. Um, I'm just going to say God put people in my life to inform my perspective from dear friends to parents of um, to from everything from the the gay community to the trans community. And my perspective is very different than it was. I don't know that it necessarily needs to be a topic that we talk about on this podcast. It could be if that's something that you really need us to talk about. But for me, it was uninformed. So I have had to learn and to inform my own perspective in ways that i didn't realize I needed to do. And this goes back to people are more important than things and ideas, just like the parenthood goes back to that. Um, and the even the water supply goes back to that. It's important that we have enough water to support housing and stuff in our community. Um, the fifth one is another big one right now. And these are not necessarily topics we're gonna talk about. These are just areas where I think it's very clear to see where I can change my perspective and you might want to, or it may be it's just a really good example immigration. This was also conditioned and uninformed. Um, This is an, an area where I am currently still fairly uninformed. I am learning a lot. And I'm also learning with my curiosity mindset and my learning mindset and my desire to not put ideas or things above people that I have much to learn. There's no way that I can be well informed on all these topics, but I want to be humble in them and learn where I am conditioned in certain areas and how my conditioning affects how I see certain things. And my conditioning from my childhood, Not part of that's because I grew up overseas, so I saw immigration differently, um, has nothing to do with my family. It has everything to do with Um, kind of my community and what I grew up in. Um, But it was also uninformed in the sense that it's really easy to just watch the news and think you have the information. On most of these issues, that is not true. You have to actually go looking for information. Number six in my big perspective shifts is social justice. And maybe race relations, but, um, but that social justice would encompass immigration, race, women's issues, all of those kinds of things, this was also uninformed and conditioned. This was very conditioned because coming from, from the evangelical mindset and the evangelical church, everything is prescriptive. I had, you know, it's very easy to say, well, the Bible says X about Y and we're done. And there's a certain amount of that. And there's a certain way to say that, that is, I believe is true, but that's, rarely the case that you can take something and just say, here, bing, there's the, there's your answer. Most things are not tied up in a bow. And that was what I had to learn is that there is a lot that I was very uninformed about in the social justice area. If we're talking race issues, I grew up overseas in Korea. And as a white person, I was a minority and I came home and I told a dear friend who is a person of color that who has actually taught me a lot. Um, And I said, well, I know what it's like to be in the minority because I grew up as a white person in Asia. And she just looked at me and I can't believe she didn't laugh out loud, but she just looked at me and she said, you will never understand what it is like to be a person of color in the United States. Now, this is 30 years ago. So thankfully, God has put even more people in my life and given me more opportunities to change my perspective on certain things. But that was a huge one. I was not only conditioned but I was very uninformed because I had taken the conditioning that I was raised with and the the culture and the demographic that I was in and the people that I was associating with. And I had just taken that as, oh, I'm going to use the word gospel, right? And so for me, that was uninformed and I'm learning a lot. Number seven, and this is a big one that we'll probably talk more about um, on this podcast, is what I would say, how we do church or what is good theology. And I have used the phrase evangelical community many times in this podcast already this one was very much a conditioned perspective but it was also what i thought was a well-informed perspective and i need you to understand that just because and like i said earlier just because we might be well studied on something doesn't mean it's well informed and so i thought i was well informed because I have two thirds of a master's of theology. I mean, a master's of divinity. I met my husband at seminary, and that's kind of one of my dreams is to go back and finish and get a PhD. But how we do church, what good theology actually is, was very informed by one viewpoint. It was one aspect of this amazing um, and widespread and overarching view of. God in the world that I just didn't see because I only saw things from my small conservative viewpoint. So being careful about even being well-informed, I think is very, being curious about that is very important. And then the last one, and this is something that I will mention here in just a second too, or I'll explain a little bit about applying some of this stuff, is how I see myself. Now, If those others haven't hit home for you, you might be like, yeah, Andrea, I got those. We're good. I'm no problem there. This is no big deal. I don't care about your county water. (laughs) But how you see yourself is a huge conditioned and blind spot and uninformed filled perspective. This one we will talk a lot about this year. And for me, it's been... I don't know. I don't, all my life pretty much, um, I was told, you're so pretty, why don't you lose weight? Um, if you don't know my story, I have plenty of interviews out there that I can share with you where I give my entire story. But I had bulimia and depression um, as a young adult and then, or as a teenager and then into young adulthood, 12 uh, week inpatient program. Um, I ended up having gastric bypass in 2005. And so, this is something that is consistent. I still look at myself in the mirror and think, "Who is that woman, right?" Or, "Oh my gosh, you're you still care you're still carrying weight there? <sighs> Why can't you get this right?" Right? I mean, it's just I still it's how I see myself. That's part of the physical. The other piece is I've shared too that I quit coloring my hair back in March of 2023. So at the time of this recording, it's been about nine months. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my big white shock in the gray. Um, and I have a hard time sometimes looking at myself and, and not seeing an old person rather than seeing a chic, transparent, this is who I am person, right? Being a real authentic person. And we're just going to go from those because this is how I see myself physically doesn't even come close to how I see myself emotionally or mentally or personality wise. These are all huge perspectives that we have no clue how blind we are in this area and we have no clue how conditioned we are in this area. So um, as an example though a lot of times I have people stop me and tell me how I look and they think it's pretty and they think it looks good and it's like That doesn't make any, I just, it's invariably it's on a day when I have a bad hair day, right? So with these, like these are eight pretty big topics where I think if you were willing to take and, and look at some of these, you may not need these, but it may be that you do. But I'm sure you're sitting there going, okay, now what? Okay, well, if there's one thing I could say, if you have not set a goal, if you have not set an intention, if you've not set a word for the year, if you've not done any of those things, promise me. I challenge you to make this your thing this year, to get curious about perspectives. Promise yourself that you're going to start noticing where you might have a blind spot, where you might be uninformed, or you might have a super conditioned perspective, or, and these are the worst, where you have what you think is a well-informed perspective that is not, or where you think you have a well, yeah, where you think you have a well-informed perspective, but it's actually just a well-learned perspective, but it's only one area where you've only learned in one area and that's the if I could if I could say there's one thing I wish and hope for you this year it's that you do this for yourself it is foundational to everything else you will do if you cannot change how you think if you cannot change how you see things you cannot grow right so it's super important so how do you do that well number one I think actually it's the main thing is start believing people just, I mean, I could end everything right there. Just start believing other people. Start seeing their perspectives as valid. Going back to how I see myself and talking about my hair, even before I stopped coloring it, um, people, I would have a bad hair day. And I will never forget this. I was walking to my car from my office. This is on the University of Virginia grounds. Walking from my car, uh, walking from my office to my car. It's like a three-quarter mile walk. And random dude stopped me on the sidewalk and said, I have to tell you, your hair's gorgeous. <laughs> and it was a bad hair day. It was the end of the day, you know, and like I've already said, I didn't want to be an employee ever. So you can imagine at the end of the day, I'm not usually fired up. Um, but just in the last week, three people out in public somewhere have stopped me and told me how beautiful my hair is. I don't say that to promote myself and say I'm that beautiful, um, but To not believe other people when they say, it's beautiful, is pretty disrespectful (laughs) when I stop to think about it. It's like, why why would the way they see me actually matter? Well, Andrea, people are more important than ideas or things. And maybe somebody else's view of me can be just as valid as my view of myself. And there are ways in which that will all fall apart, but... I need to be willing to say what or to think and believe that what other people tell me is valid. I mean, one of those times was we were out with with friends for dinner and we were in the shop afterwards. And these two women were telling me how beautiful they thought my hair was. And I said, oh, thanks. And I just was honest. You know, it's like when you say, that's a really pretty top. Oh, this whole thing? You know, it's like I was just in a moment of honesty. And I said, I just was struggling today saying, do I look old or chic? And they're like, no, no, you look really chic. And my friend pops in and she goes, she is rocking this. It looks amazing. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) just how do I not see that sometimes? Right? So this is a really concrete way to say, I need to start believing people. I need to start believing that what they have to offer is valuable to me. Now, if I choose to start coloring my hair again, That doesn't mean that everything anybody else has told me is not true. It means I've chosen to do that. It may be that I choose to grow my hair out or, and you know, I've had this style for quite a long time, but, um, it's easy, but you know, it may be that I need something different, but it doesn't invalidate other people's perspectives. But what if the only reason I need something different is because I can't see it from their perspective, then it's a tragedy for me to start coloring my hair again. Right? Very simple. But the other piece about believing other people is giving them the benefit of the doubt. When they tell you a perspective, just see it as valid and an opportunity to learn. If someone is willing to share with you their perspective, they're trusting you with something. Even if it sounds confrontational to you. So if yours is well-informed, don't just assume that theirs isn't. <laughs> that was my, my problem in the whole theology realm. I thought I had a very well-informed perspective, but it was only in one area. It was only from one angle. And I looked down on other people. I, have you ever heard the uh, the phrase, somebody says, I just don't understand how you can believe such and such and still be a Christian. I did that. I said that. I've had it said to me now. So if I kind of wear that as a badge of honor, right? But I looked down on people. That's not giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's not seeing people as more important. So this is some of the hardest and yet best work that you can do for yourself and for anybody that you are leading in 2024. Become curious about perspectives, and it will set you up to examine and confront all of your ABCs your assumptions, beliefs, and your conditioning. And it will set you up to remember and celebrate people as more important than ideas or things because when people know you care about them, they'll trust you to lead them. Otherwise, they're gonna follow somebody else. So again, my challenge to you for 2024 is to confront, examine, and get curious about your own perspectives. Now, another way to kick off 2024 and to start in this area of changing the way we see things, if you are local to Charlottesville or within, I don't know, 30 minutes or an hour's drive, from the day of this episode dropping on January 1st, you got two weeks before our live in-person Live to Lead Charlottesville, which is on Monday, January 15th, 2024. It's a one-day in-person leadership and personal growth conference. You're going to learn from world-class thought leaders like Marcus Buckingham and Ryan Leake and Kendra Scott and, of course, John Maxwell, and you will learn from them their tips and tricks, and also how to apply what you learn so that you can leave equipped for maximum impact in your own circle of influence. You can go straight to my website. Everything is at the top of the website. You cannot miss it. It is a countdown timer. You can go to the show notes and look for tickets if you're going to be in this area. If you're not going to be, let me know. I have a link that is just for online access only, and I'll share that with you. But it is the perfect time. I mean, we're talking two weeks into January of 2024, it is the perfect time to equip yourself with what you need to make 2024 the year that you embrace the leader that you were created to be, the leader that only you can be. And I cannot wait to hear what you are going to do with 2024 or how this hit you. Did it really resonate? Does it challenge you? Is there something that you're going to do differently when it when you start looking at, at perspectives and how you think about things? So I'd love to hear from you. Of course, social media, DM me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Email me, andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. You can subscribe to my, my newsletter. You can uh, get, leave comments on YouTube, all of it. But here's the deal. We can do everything better together. So let's Let's pledge to do this together in 2024. We can all do this. We can all stand tall and own it. Until next time. Are you one of those people who follows all the rules but still feel like you're getting nowhere? Like your boundaries are constantly under attack and you're busy with all this stuff that just doesn't matter, constantly choosing between what's right for you or what's right for your organization? And with all that self-help information out there, how do you know exactly what's going to work for you to help you overcome this stuff? Well, you can clear the clutter and become the exceptional leader you were meant to be when you know your core values. You see, when you don't, decisions are rough. Processes can be muddy, and boundaries, forget it. But when you do, you live and lead with authenticity and passion. Just imagine feeling clear about your decisions, comfortable in your relationships, and confident in your boundaries. That's what my Uncovering Your Core Values digital course will do for you. You'll reveal your foundational convictions, allowing you to navigate any situation with your identity and authority intact. It's time to make some real impact, my friend. Head over to theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash values or click the link in the show notes and get clarity today.